Good evening, my friend. How are you doing? Dude, I if I were any better, there'd be two of me. Nice. <laughs> How about you? I am well, sir. I am doing well. Uh, as you know, nobody else out there does yet, but I just feasted myself on some good Indian cuisine. And Yes. Yes. And I have, like, I've been there so many times now, they know me when I oh. walk in the door. Good stuff. So anybody out there that's listening at the moment, Merch Masala, Somerset, Kentucky, there in the old Trade Wind Shopping Plaza. It used right. to be Bray's Diner, and I think before that it was... Um, I have no idea. It's right beside Roses. Yeah, it's the old Roses cafeteria, So, and it is phenomenally good. It is good, and I will say they're not afraid to bring the heat, because yeah. I ordered mine spicy, and it actually was spicy. I'm not saying inedible, but... I've been to a few restaurants where I ask for spicy and then I have to ask them to give me some more hot peppers to put in it. It's good stuff. So It's yeah. good stuff. And the, I mean, the food is so tasty. They're super, super, super friendly. Um, also, I will say this, everything that's on the menu, of course, you can buy, you can get. But if there is something specific that you would like that they don't have on the menu, just talk to them and say, hey, do you guys have this? And most of the time they can accommodate. Um, so it's it's... It's just a really, really, really good new restaurant here in town, and I'm stoked that we have it. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, it was uh, quite tasty. I had the lamb curry, and it was pretty good. Pretty good I, stuff. I got the uh, the other day, I got uh, palak paneer, yeah. and dude, that was some good stuff. I had not had paneer before, I guess, and it was really, really, really good. The texture yeah. was good. Flavor was good. Um, yeah, I was very impressed. I liked it. Yeah, paneer, so. that's the uh, cheese stuff, right? It is, yeah. yes. Yeah. Yep, yep, good stuff. <clears throat> I like it really well. Yep, so um, it's been a while since we've sat down behind the mics, but there's been a lot that's happened since the last time we sat down behind the mics. Quite a bit, yeah. So yeah. I think it was what, before Thanksgiving last time? Or right around that time? It was right around Actually, it was. Yeah. it definitely was before Thanksgiving because... We were all quarantined during Thanksgiving. That's so it was definitely before Thanksgiving. It's been before the yeah. 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 So crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. Insane things have been happening, that's for sure. <laughs> um, so I feel like we um we were doing well, or we were doing we I guess we were moving in a good direction through the spring and summer. And then seems like as soon as the weather started to turn a little cooler, everything fell apart. Um, not just like I, I'm, I'm, I'm saying like COVID numbers have started going through the roof. We went from like um, low single digits of infection rate in Kentucky, and we are. I think I read yesterday that we had. I had topped 30% now in our infection rates. So that's wow. lovely. Um, between businesses that are open and people, I guess, you know, going back and, and, and having the family get togethers, holidays. Um, yeah. And then the new variant that we, and I guess it, it was, it's new to, I mean, it's it's new because we haven't talked about it since, you know, last time, the Omicron variant. So, yeah, we've got some crazy stuff that's happened. And this stuff is spreading like wildfire. And it came home for us. We ended up getting it in our 
the lovely little house here. Yeah. And uh, I hated yeah. to hear that, man. Yeah. And I mean, we were like you and I were, we were planning on another episode. Like, like we had dropped the Thanksgiving episode and then we were right. going to do a Christmas episode, like really quick thereafter. Yeah. And then it was like, yeah, we can't do that because COVID. So myself and two other people in the household ended up with it. And I'm telling you, dude, it's, it's crazy. It's weird. It's the weirdest sickness I have ever had in my life. Um, hmm. I did get to spend a lot of time down here though, in our, in the studio, like I lived in this room and the adjacent room for like a week and a half, like 10 to 12 days, something like that. Wow. So uh, the cool thing is we got the dumb waiter, you know? So like my wife was sending me food up and down in the dumb waiter, anything <laughs> I needed, like nice. there was no contact whatsoever. I'm like, Hey, can you send me down like something to eat? And she's like, yo, what do you want? And I'm like, it doesn't matter. It's all texture. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I can't taste anything. Wow. So, yeah, I mean, it was it was interesting. It was the good thing is, that I guess it didn't hit me hard enough to where like I, I wasn't like, you know, needing to go to the hospital or anything like that. I had fever for a few days. Um, just some weird, I guess, stuff like the aches, the body aches and stuff. But it was very localized to like my waist and legs. Hmm. So I'm curious about uh, Something I okay. know. You, so you had the anosmia, right? The no loss, taste, of, loss of smell. sense of smell and taste, yep. right? And I've heard a few people, uh, not that I know personally, but it's it's fairly common side effect afterwards that if you had lost your sense of taste and smell with COVID, sometimes even when it comes back, like a month or two later, you'll have these weird things where. Something that you really enjoy just tastes awful. Or there's certain things that'll taste like I've heard people say that everything with garlic in it tastes like gasoline or there's like these weird. That would kill me because everything I cook and eat is garlic. (laughs) Well, I'm just saying like they have like these specific like everything like just there's like this weird thing that happens where. Okay, so you're yes. Um the one thing that has completely changed as far as taste profile for me yeah. is Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like it's to me, it's, it's just, it tastes like a chemical compound. Now it does not taste like Coke should taste like, it's almost like the sweetness has been pulled from it. And all I can taste is the bitters in it. Um, Interesting. Aside from that, everything has, has come back, you know, pretty normal to be pretty normal. Um, the weird, the weird thing, like during, you know, the, the, the loss of taste and smell was, um, it was almost like my brain forgot. Like I know that, you know, the, the taste was turned off, the smell was turned off, but you would, you would think like, or I, I would think, I guess that if I put something in my mouth and I, my, my brain knows, okay, this tastes like garlic, my brain should know that, Hey, this is what garlic tastes like, but it did not like nothing like it was like that th- that sensation and memory of that flavor had been like wiped from my memory. It was mm. the weirdest thing. So like I was eating pizza, I knew I could see pepperoni, I could see Italian sausage, I could see marinara sauce. I knew that it tasted it should have these flavor profiles, but they were completely it was like blank slate, nothing. It's the weirdest thing. Huh. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. And even to the, like the smell thing, um of course, you know, Whenever there's something like that in the house, you're going to Lysol everything. 
Right. So my mask, every time I had would go up, you know, to, to any, any time I'd go upstairs or whatever, um, I was masked and gloved and, you know, basically making sure that I wasn't spreading this. And then I would spray everything with Lysol whenever I'd come back down and I could literally hold that to my, my face and my eyes would burn and my nose would burn like it was, you know, but there was no smell. Like I could not smell the Lysol whatsoever. Wow. It was weird. <laughs> That's pretty crazy. So well, I'm glad you pulled her up with no serious complications or yeah. bad side effects or anything. Yeah. Very, very, very lucky. We all, all of us here in the house, we, we've, we've put it behind us now and hopefully it will stay behind us for a while. All right. So talking of COVID, um, as you know, cause I talked to you about this a couple of days ago, uh, I recently went and got my booster. I have been reading that a lot of places overseas, I think Canada specifically was where I was reading this, their version of the CDC, whatever it's called, may even be called the CDC. I don't know. Yeah. But their version of the health monitoring governmental agency was recommending that people, everybody to take like first shot of Pfizer, second shot Moderna, or first shot Moderna, second shot Pfizer. Effectively mix and match so you get the best of everything. Right. And so I'm thinking, well, I've already got both of my Pfizer shots. Right. So a lot of places overseas are recommending to mix them to get the best possible outcome, you know. So I was like, okay, I'll get this next shot. I'll get Moderna and see what that does. Now, when my two (laughs) Pfizer shots, my arm was maybe a little bit sore, maybe got a little bit nauseous on the second one. Right. Could have just eaten something that upset my stomach. But I mean, it it was like an hour, two hours tops, and that was it. So, I mean, it could have just been gas. Right. I don't really know. Uh, I chalked it up as a potential side effect because I know nausea is a possible side effect. But it might not have been. That was it. I got this booster. (laughs) My Lord, sir. (laughs) It put me down hard. Yeah. I... My fever got up to 103 for about half the day. I mean, I was my my lower back and my knees were just aching, throbbing. And <laughs> you had a good immune response to it, huh? <laughs> it had a strong response to it, and it wasn't just one day. Like it was, I got so I got my shot Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I would still occasionally spike in a low grade fever into Monday. Wow. That's, like, that's, that's kind of, I mean, that's long for the side effects because they say typically 24 to a maximum 48 hours. Yeah, I know that's what they said. But I mean, and, you know, so I got the shot Friday. So Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, I should have been pulling out of it. Yeah. Uh, and I was largely, but, like I said, occasionally still into Monday, I would spike up to like 99.78. Yeah, just you enough know. to where you can know that you were feeling rough and then. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, it was, it was, it wasn't over a hundred again. Yeah. But, but yeah, that, that Saturday evening into Sunday morning, it was <laughs> it, like I was running 103. Wow. For a good long while. And it was rough, man. Like I was starting to wonder if I hadn't come in contact with it somewhere. Uh, it was but, bad enough that you thought maybe that wasn't the the booster, huh? I was thinking, yeah. I was like, maybe I actually got COVID somewhere, and 
Yeah. But the the timing was just would have been way too coincidental. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I was I was about ninety percent sure that it was just a booster, but <laughs> and I did read you, that there were. Say, I've also I like the, the people. There, there's been a, quite a few people, of course. You know, with the school system, boosters right. were they were offered, and and a lot of people went ahead and got those through the school. And a couple of the people that I've worked with have had that same response from the booster. Um, the the lady that I work with directly, um, she she received hers on either Thursday or Friday. And I want to say the following Friday, she was still nursing a headache from the booster. So, I mean, some people it hits really hard like that. And I mean, with, with yours where you mix and matched, I, I would say that probably triggered that really, really good immune, you know, response. Yeah. So, and I hope it helps. Oh like, yeah. I've, I, I saw a guy doing some studies and he was running assays. Yeah. And he took his own blood samples after his first shot, his second shot, and his booster. Right. And was running the assays to see what his response numbers were yeah. on the whatever a Graphamajon thing, test thing that they used. It looked like one of those DNA things, you know what I'm saying? Like right. it had like the 20 needles that all go in at once. And, <laughs> yeah. And so, that, I mean, that's what it, I don't, but anyway, he read his numbers and then he had a bunch of his friends that were all, oh, I don't need to get no vaccine. I done had the COVID. I got natural immunity. Right. And so he ran their blood samples too. And after his first shot, I think the number he said, I think was something like anything two or more than two is like a, a good immune response. Right. And so after his first shot, it was at like a 1.7 or a 1.8 after his second shot and went up to like a three. Oh, nice. And then it came down gradually after the second shot. And then when he got his booster, it went up to like a five and a half or something on the booster, which kind of surprised me. I didn't expect a booster to push it higher than the second dose. Well, I mean, yes and no, I guess. I mean, that second dose, I would think you, you're you're really kind of with every one that's kind of compounding. So you're you're triggering that immune response every time. And I would think though that booster again, you're you're just telling those antibodies here, make this. Yeah, but I mean that's only a half. Like the booster is only half a dose of true. So, I, but I don't your know, body I is already building those, you know, and you yeah. and, and something too is they're telling you stay, you know, do it six months after that second dose. So your body has had plenty of time to build a lot of antibodies. Right. Well. So, but then anyway, then he ran and he showed the samples, the results from the samples of people with natural immunity. Yeah. And theirs were at like 0.8. Yeah. Yeah. You know? I mean, and, so here's the way I looked at it too. I was like, I've, I've had it now. Like I've, I've gotten, I had my two, you know, shots, my Moderna shots. Then I had COVID. Right. So then I went ahead and got the booster. So surely to goodness, I'm in a shape and in a position now to where I should be okay, at least for a little while. I hope. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. It's so, it's so hit and miss. And unfortunately right now it's a lot more hit than it is miss. So I saw, I see something that you've pulled up here on the screen. It's talking about COVID. Um, Last night, late last night, early this morning-ish, we lost a celebrity, and they're saying that that was COVID-related. Well, that's yeah. kind of the rumor that's out there right now. 
So Meatloaf. Uh, oh, him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Meatloaf. <clears throat> um, ha- he, he passed. And of course, you know, he was, he was one of my favorites. I don't want to say like one of my favorite artists out there as far as a musician goes. He was amazing whenever it came to his, you know, I mean, he, he coined the rock opera. That was his thing. And his music is, it, it, it fills its own little niche. It's, it's, it, there's nothing else out there that's quite like it, but he will always be Eddie to me. Cause <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a Rocky horror fan and I like to my bones, I'm a Rocky horror fan. And it, it, it really made me sad today to, to hear of his passing. It was, it's uh it's a sad thing. And it really hit me like, I mean, you always, there's always celebrity deaths. Yeah. You always yeah. hear about celebrity deaths, but it just seems like we've had a significantly higher than average number of celebrity deaths very, very recently. Yeah. And I got to say, kicked off by one that, that, that. Okay, none of these deaths have impacted me. Right. Like, I'm not emotionally distraught from any of this. But the one that has been the most significant of the deaths to me was Betty White. Of course. Like, right before he did, you know, like December 31st, she's like, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 2022, I just don't think I'm going to play your game. I saw somebody somebody put it in a way that I think she would appreciate – uh, because if you ever know her, she did have a little bit of a, she had a little, a slightly <laughs> blue sense of humor, did yeah. Betty White. Yeah. And, uh, they were like, you know, don't be sad. Don't think of it as like 2021 took down Betty White. Think about it like this. Betty White grabbed 2021 by the throat and jumped up and went to DDT it and said, you're coming with me, bitch. And yeah. took 2021 <laughs> down with her. That's right. That's right. Uh, so we had her and then we lost like not too long after that bob saget bob Sa- and that one was just out of the blue completely out of the blue yeah. you know there goes america's grandma and america's dad yeah and, i mean within two weeks of one another yeah crazy and then crazy, crazy another one i heard about today i don't know when it happened but louis anderson i think it was earlier today like earlier uh, this morning yeah, they're saying him was uh uh cancer related i believe oh really i didn't know he was suffering from cancer wow yeah and then not that long ago we had uh i'm looking through the list here but i I can't remember the guy's name it's a a, a african-american actor first african-american winner sydney poitier yeah i was like it's a french name i can't remember yeah sydney poitier there he is uh absolutely passed recently too uh it seems like there was one more big I can't find it in this list maybe not but I mean that's I, that's big though I mean like you say though yeah I mean usually you get three a year right they, three or they four go big three. ones yeah. yeah and I mean that's we're, we're not even a month in and we've already got like five down I mean yeah so like geez. so Betty you know whenever she passed of course my wife she was um she was out and she wrote me and she was like I think I, I I just heard Betty White died, and I was like, "You're that's a lie." There, she's been, she has died in every like <laughs> every year for the last twenty years. There has been right. a rumor that Betty White has died. So when I finally actually did turn on the news and and was watching it, um, 
they were like, oh, yeah, and we, we wanted to make sure we wanted to confirm before we announced. And they're like, we, Betty White has passed, of course, you know. And um, the tributes started and they, you know, they started doing the, the her history. And I mean, her work. I mean, she was she was in the industry like her entire life. Oh, yeah. I want to say she was what 17 when she started young yeah. and 99 when she's she was done. Mm-hmm. That's a long stinking time. Yeah. And someone said it best. Um they said, you really, really have to look at someone's legacy when they are 99 years old and it's still too soon. Right. That is, I was like, you know, that is absolutely right. And, you know, the, the things that she did, you know, the humanitarian things with the animals and all right. of that, um, her comedy that she she had no boundaries. Like there was no, there was nothing that she would not do. Like from, you know, Snickers commercials where she was, you know, tackling people (laughs) to, um, you know, being in like uh, there was a there was a movie where I want to say it was not Lake Placid, but something like that was Lake Placid. Was it Lake Placid? Yeah, she she was the one that like made like feeding the alligator to get it bigger. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, there was stuff that she uh, there was nothing that she couldn't do. It was she was an amazing woman. And I got to say, I mean. You're right. Like I said, grand, America's grandmother. And she was she was pretty awesome. Pretty flipping awesome. Um but yeah. I, I just I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. I I, I hope that twenty twenty two kinda lets loose a little bit and, and takes takes his claws out for a, at least a little while. So <laughs> There's a clip. I'm not going to play it, but I just pulled it up because I couldn't. Re- I just wanted to make sure I was saying the right other actor. Um, there's a clip with Betty White and yeah. Ryan Reynolds, yeah. who happens to be another one of my favorite actors. And I can't remember what it was for. I think it was for a TV show that they were both on. And she's like, Ryan Reynolds comes up and he's like, oh, Betty, I'm so glad to see you again. I'm glad we're working together. Blah, 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 blah. She's like. Don't ever speak to me and go get me a coffee. And he's like, ha 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 ha, Betty. And she's like, and it's Miss White. <laughs> and he's like, come on, Betty, don't, don't be like that. And she's, and she starts like yelling at him to how dare you approach me and talk to me and you just go get me a damn coffee and shut up. Right? And then, uh, what's the, the, the pretty girl from speed? Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock walks up and says something to him. And Ryan's like, I don't know what's going on. Betty's just yelling at me. And it, <laughs> you cut over to Betty White. And she's going, this man is screaming at me. And I don't know what he's doing. Why is he so mad? And Sandra Bullock starts like, Ryan, what is wrong with you? This woman is a national treasure. How could you? So, you know, he he proposed to her as well. Like she's, he, he was like, you know what? I, I'm holding out for Betty White. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, that. yeah. So Ryan, yeah, he's like, he's like, you know, because they were together in the proposal. That was the movie they were together in, and uh, she was like, he was like, you know, I don't. Um, he's like, I don't usually post about ex girlfriends, but Betty's special, and uh, like he, you know, sends her these happy birthdays, and he, like, he, he was like, you know, I'm, I'm holding out for you, you know, I, I, one of these days it's going to happen, and she was like, <laughs> no. 
no, I don't think so. You're not Robert Redford. And because she's like evidently holding out for Robert Redford. So, <laughs> but nice. yeah, I mean, she's just so, she was so funny. She was so, so funny. Um, this morning, whenever um, my sister-in-law wrote and she was like, I, 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 here, I'll just read it to you. Cause it was phenomenally. I was like, my, this is perfect for my brother because it's exactly the way he is. Um, she's, I, I, she said, she wrote me, she goes life with your little brother. And I said, Oh God, what's he done now? And she says, uh, um, I text him to tell him Meatloaf died, and he asked if I meant the singer. So I told him, no, the actor, duh. And I was like, really? He's a nut. She goes, he then said he thought maybe I meant a dog named Meatloaf died. We don't even know anyone with a dog named Meatloaf. (laughs) So I was like, you know, here's the thing. You know, we got to look at this as we live in... An era of icons. We have shared a spark in time with the likes of Freddie Mercury, um, Betty White. We have spent time with Garcia, Jerry, and we've been, you know, here with these people that have absolutely made the stars look dim, right? So if you live in an era of icons, sometimes these people that we lose, that hurt's going to be as iconic. It's going to be as big. And I feel like that's kind of where we're at right now. So a lot of these people that we have grown up with, Bob Saget, Betty White, uh, Sidney Poitier, these people are, are now leaving us. And it sucks. <laughs> Epically See, sucks. I've, I've never felt that way about celebrity. No. Ever. Like, I mean, I remember the first one vividly. The, the, your first was, big loss? I'm, no, not me. Oh. But I just remember, like, the first one, the first big loss for most people my age. Right. Was uh, Kurt Cobain. Right? Yeah. Like, 90... Whatever, 97, 8. No, 93, 94, wasn't it? I have no idea, dude. Yes, I liked their music. It was fun. Grunge, you know, I'm all, whatever. But I just don't understand the whole, like, people my age, when they found out that he had killed himself, just, I was looking at them going like, what the hell is wrong with you? See, and I was never a huge Nirvana fan, but I remember. I mean, I remember I remember watching MTV and Kurt Loder talking about the death of Kurt Cobain. That was what I, that's what I remember about that. But I mean, like it, it it doesn't matter when or who or I just know Kurt Cobain was the first one that a lot of people my age experienced. Yeah. But you know, even after that, there's been plenty of other artists that have passed and I just don't understand like I mean yeah I said you know Betty White but eh, I'm not tore up about it no but I mean I know people when I was in high school when Kurt Cobain died I mean they were Beside literally themselves. in the floor bawling their eyes out yeah and I'm like what is wrong with you see now I've never had that kind of an emotional it's response like, like to a, made, someone's death like you know a celebrity death but I mean I can there have been there have been people that I guess have been a big influence 
like especially like musically, because that's kind of you know my thing. So right. like I remember exactly where I was at and what I was doing whenever I heard Jerry Garcia died. Because he was a huge influence and the music we were playing at the time, we had tickets to go see them in Atlanta and he died before we were able to go see him. I mean, it was that was one of those big, big events it was like, oh, crap. You know, this is the end of an era. So I, I mean, remember like, that one. I remember <laughs> Michael Jackson. I remember exactly where we were at and what we were doing whenever um, one of my buddies, he texted me and said, hey, Michael Jackson is unconscious. I don't they don't know if he's going to live or die? And he is—he was already dead at that point. But I'm just—they—they they hadn't released it, right? Um, so I remember that one, you know, quite vividly as far as where I was at, and what was going on. Um, but yeah, yeah. Tom, See, Tom Petty, even uh, David Bowie. I mean, none of those. Yeah, like I and yeah, like my favorite musician. A couple of my favorite groups. Right. I don't know. I can say musician, but Pink Floyd, uh, Rush. I really like Rush. Uh, Neil Peart. I know exactly. Like I was in this house working on drywall upstairs, building this thing, this house. Whenever it came across the radio, and I was like, "Oh crap!" I mean, you know, do I think it sucks that Rush isn't going to put out any more albums, and they'll probably never tour again? Yeah, sure. Do I really? Am I really emotionally distraught that Neil Peart's gone? No. Right. I mean, I mean, like, I just don't understand. I, I guess I, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't have that empathy or that <laughs> whatever that part of the brain is, is just missing for me. But I just don't care. Yeah. Like it's, it, yes, it sucks that they're not going to put out any new music. Oh, well. It, yeah, exactly. They've got a whole the, catalog that I can listen to. <clears throat> yeah. They've got a, bo- they've got a <laughs> bunch of music that I can listen to and there's going to be other artists that were inspired by them that are going to put out music. This is true. Very true. Very, very true. You know, like, uh, I think to me, like, and I don't know if they've ever said it or whatever. I don't follow. I don't, maybe that's it. I don't get into music like that. Like, I don't know who influences who and right. But like Coheed and Cambria. Yeah. Reminds me a lot of rush. I can see that. (laughs) But as you said, yeah, I've never understood like any of the whole, celebrity tragedy for people like <clears throat> I can see that you know, they I weren't mean, they weren't my friends they didn't help me out in any direct way they didn't do anything for me specifically right that they didn't do for the entire country uh, and like I said yeah it sucks that they're not going to put out new material for me to enjoy but I'm not tore up about it right and that's the and, same same here like I mean, I've, like I said, I've never had like, I've never been in tears or anything because of someone, you know, passing as far as like a celebrity goes. But I'm, I like to say it, it just, it's one of those things where I go, you know what? I would love to have seen them in concert or I'd love to have gone to, you know, or if the, you know, there was new material that they were working on that, you know, it's gone now. So stuff like that, it just kind of sucks, you know? It's, yeah, I get it. Yeah. <clears throat> I get it. Yeah. I can, I can understand. I don't know. I just, but I, but more than that, like it makes me mad, like not furious and not in like a real serious way. But, you know, when I was a teenager and Kurt Cobain died and my friends, people that I was friends with were like, (laughs) I was like angry. Like, I was like, what is wrong with you? Shut the hell up. (laughs) Like, he was a musician that lived in Washington. 
Yeah. It's not like he was your next door neighbor or your cousin. Right. Exactly. <laughs> like, stop it. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. I mean, like I said, it's it's just one of those things that it, it, it's it's something that marks time for us. And yeah, it is. And I think a part of it, too, is the, the manner of death. True. So, like, suicide, I got no sympathy. Yeah. I, none. Yeah. People all tore up about the uh, new metal guy. I, I don't even remember his damn name. Bettingfield. Chester Bettingfield. Chester Bettingfield. <laughs> don't yeah. care. Give a shit. Chris Cornell. Chris don't Cornell. care. You going to kill yourself? I don't care. Yeah. Like, it's... You you punched that ticket. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, somebody else, like, you know, whatever disease or accident. Like, for me, one of the saddest things for a celebrity death that I ever heard about. And this is like a real honest to God happened. There's a, I can't remember the guy's name now off the top of my head. He played Chekhov in yeah. the new Star Trek movies. The young little Russian dude. Yeah. 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 Great guy. I love, he was in some other movies that I, that I really liked. Yeah. Odd Thomas. If you've ever seen Odd Thomas, he was, he played the lead in that. I've not watched it, but I know what you're talking about. <laughs> and it's a good flick. And the poor guy was trying to go home one night and got, Crushed with the car. And his gate at his house wouldn't open. And he got out of his car and went to manually open the gate. And I guess he didn't put his car in park. And it ran him over. Yep. And that's how he died. That's it. Now, like, that, I feel bad for that guy. That was tragic. That was tragic. But somebody that's going to, like, end the, take their own, intentionally take their own life? No. Yeah. Sorry. No sympathy. So I saw this thing that was, I know this is totally like just out of the blue. That's fine. But I saw we this. We probably th- don't need to be talking about this anyway. <laughs> well, so I, I mean, I guess if we're going to go down the, the macabre and the morbid path, let's just go ahead and walk the whole length of it. Okay. <laughs> so I saw this really cool thing this this morning. Um, it was an, an article, I want to say out of Mon- either Montana or Colorado. I think one of those two about um, a new, like a, this chamber that will break down a human body with water instead of like cremation or burying and effectively turns you into a sludge, like your soft tissue into sludge. Right. But then like the hard jets will break the bone down to turn it into almost like a white powder. So um, then the sludge effectively, the, the human sludge can be used as like a fertilized. So it is, you know, a biodegradable thing that's, um, and then the bone that's broken, broken down is returned to the family. Just like if you had been cremated only it is extremely cost effective, like a third of the cost of cremation, the energy and water that it takes to do that is like they said is the equivalent of a person living in a standard home for two days. And wow. they're like the 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 big hang up is a lot of states have very specific laws about undertaking and how people are taken care of after they've passed. And this machine that this lady has developed doesn't necessarily meet all of those or, or it, it's outside the realm of what is defined in those laws. But it looked really, really, really interesting. And I was like, you know, that's one of those things where. Rather than sticking a, um, a steel box in the ground that's going to take hundreds of years to deteriorate and we're going to turn into wax inside of it anyway, that would be a way to go, you know? Yeah. And while we're just jumping, what you just said reminded me of something else the about the 
because the laws are defined in a very certain way. Yeah. So I was looking up, I, I get a little preppery sometimes. Okay. Like I, my little, my little foil hat goes on and I get a little, <laughs> a pre- I, get, I was like preppery. What is that word? <laughs> I get, I get a little like doomsday preppy and I'm going to, I'm, I'm figuring out all this stuff. So the other day I got to thinking, you know, we probably need to look at a new fire extinguisher. Yeah. Cause you're supposed to keep them updated every no, we five have, years we, or whatever. Ours, ours has to be done every year. Well, but I mean, because of the job we have, of course, yeah, and we have yeah. to have a, a certain number in our home and stuff. So. Yeah. But it, according to the UL on the thing, it's, they're good for like five years usually. Yeah. So I was looking at fire extinguishers and I found this one that's, it's, it's great. It looks like a, a slightly oversized road flare. Oh yeah. And it works pretty much the same way a road flare works and it's all dry chemical. So it is, as long as you don't use it, it's good. Yes. When you, it, they have two variants, they have a 50 and a hundred. That is their runtime in seconds. So the 50 runs for about 50 seconds and the hundred runs for about a hundred seconds. Once you activate it and I watched some videos on it, they're very effective. Okay. You, you, you pull the cap off you pull the striker off the bottom, you run the striker across the top of it, just like you were doing a road flare. But instead of a flare, this kind of <clears throat> thick smoke looking stuff comes out of it. It depletes and oxygen from the fire. It does not deplete oxygen. Oh. It chemically stops oxygen's ability to bond and catalyze. Huh. So <laughs> it just stops the oxygen from turning into flame uh it's they say it they claim it's safe to breathe they said you don't want to just sit and suck on the end of it but if you walk through the smoke of it it's not going to affect you in any negative way it doesn't have a strong odor uh it's two chemicals that interact to make it and like i said as long as you don't strike it and use it it, it's good forever wow they say they say the shelf life is pretty much limitless the problem is they can't sell them as fire extinguishers to a lot of places because the laws because the laws are written in such a way that a fire extinguisher has to be a gas cylinder with a pressure valve and a rubber hose coming out of it yep or it's not a fire extinguisher yeah even though this thing and and they showed a side-by-side comparison and it is even more effective with certain types of fires than a fire extinguisher. See, that that reminds me of the things that we used to use back years and years ago. We called them bombs. They were uh, flu bombs is what they were. Um, they were about the size of a softball. Right. If you got a flu fire, you yeah. dropped it down the end. It had a chemical inside it. It would pop, and that chemical would coat, and it would smother the fire out. Yeah. But, yeah, they yeah, couldn't, these, these, those you, could not be sold as a fire <laughs> extinguisher because of the law, but it was so sold as a tool to be used by fire departments right. to help control and manage a fire. Yeah. And you can, you can buy those in hardware stores and stuff to keep by your fireplace. And you can just, you can actually take those and just chuck them in your fireplace. If you oh, get yeah, a flu yeah. fire and it'll, it'll go up the flu and put it out that way too. Yeah. Um, but I just thought it was crazy because like, you know, you can't keep it in your car like if your job requires you to have a fire extinguisher in your car, even because though this thing is more effective at, as, at oil and gas fires than a fire extinguisher. Because it's not considered <clears throat> not classified a, a fire yeah, extinguisher. It, you would, you would pass, you would, or sorry, you would fail a vehicle inspection. Yeah. 
Wow. And I was just like, that's that's ridiculous. You've got a better, safer, longer lasting option that takes up less space and you can't use it. It's crazy. The, the We pigeonhole ourselves a lot, a lot. And I mean, I don't know. It's just it's weird that we do those things. And I don't know if it's because it's those laws are set up specifically for an industry or if they have just been used in those ways for so long that it's hard to rewrite that and and change the wording simply because it's become a standard. I don't know. It's weird. Very, very, very weird. Yeah, it's <coughs> Tindra. It's crazy. No, uh, Tundra. No, no I can't remember the um, element. That's ah, the one I was looking at. Yeah, yeah element that's cool. fire extinguisher. That's very, very, yeah. very. If cool. anybody out there is interested, they are expensive though. The uh, the fifty second one I think is eighty dollars a piece. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Seventy nine ninety five, and then one twenty yeah. for the. Hundred second, of course, fifty second discharge, man. That's pretty quick. It's under a minute, and you've got enough to. I mean, a standard a, fire extinguisher only runs for like twenty five seconds if you hold the thing down. This is true, and they're forty bucks, fifty bucks for yeah. a, you know, a, yeah. But you gotta look at the 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 upset. So a, a standard fire extinguisher, you usually can get refilled. Yep. Yeah, get them recharged. That's what we have to do yearly: is get them inspected and recharged if they need it. Right. Uh, depending on the brand. Yeah. Uh, but most of them you can have refilled. Uh, and But that's the reason I was looking at these is because they don't go bad. You don't have to get them inspected and they just work. Now, I mean, for me, this would be fine because I don't have to pass any kind of inspection. But I was reading on their website about it and they went into those details. And I was just like, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. But it totally fits with the way our government works. So Amen. I believe it. Amen. <laughs> yeah. So when you, yeah, when you were talking about that with like cremation and they can't dispose of the bodies because it's defined in a certain way, I was like, that reminds us exactly like that fire extinguisher. It's exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, it's all about how it's written. Yeah. And, and like I say, what, what restrictions do we put on ourselves intentionally or unintentionally? You know? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Let's jump topics again. Okay. Um, let's do that. So. We we had the Thanksgiving episode. Yes, we did. And then we were going to do the uh, Christmas episode. And then we had, you know, COVID got in the way. And then we actually had to have Christmas with our families. Yeah. And then we had the holidays. And then we had snow. And then we couldn't go anywhere. And then. And then booster so, shots. And yeah. And then booster shots. And, <laughs> yeah. 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 There's so, been, like I say, a lot that's happened in the last six weeks, eight weeks. So I would just like to go over some of the cool stuff I got for Christmas. Okay. Um, I think. It's no surprise to anybody that knows me. My favorite thing that I got is the smartwatch that I've been wanting for like a year and a half. Cool. Uh, it's not that I wasn't loved enough for it to be given to me in that amount of time. It was just that uh, for whatever reason, you couldn't buy it in the United States. Ah. It somehow it was hung up on FDA approval. You could buy it in England, Canada, France, Germany like everywhere else but the united states for whatever reason Um, really yeah yeah it's been out overseas for like two years almost wow yeah it's but anyway it's a it's it's a smart watch but it looks like a traditional watch it's got whenever you walked in with it i thought it was just a traditional watch because it's yeah it's got just a faced watch it's got mechanical analog hands um 
tick 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 kind of hands uh it's got the hash the white hash marks on the face for the minute increments and all that stuff looks just like that but under the hood if you if i was to take it off my wrist it has an o2 sensor an ecg uh heart heart rate sensor so it can monitor all that stuff right uh it it, over while i'm sleeping at night it keeps an eye for any kind of breathing irregularities so it can alert me when i wake up if i've had signs of sleep apnea all kinds of cool stuff yeah it's 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 a really cool cool little thing i do like it a lot uh also the young ones got me a uh a couple of different things so they got me some different uh like teas of the world so i can try some different types of tea that's cool and i got i almost got a bottle of yum yum sauce but instead i got a bottle of chick-fil-a sauce i like the yum yum i'm not a chick-fil-a guy i like their sauce though man like we went because they get a lot of chicken nuggets chicken tenders and right so the other day we went to kfc and they got a box of chicken tenders Mm, put the Chick-fil-A sauce on there. Yeah. It's <laughs> good stuff. Yeah, I've never been a Chick-fil-A guy. I'm, I'm, if I'm going to go chicken places, I go Popeye's. <laughs> so I like Popeye's too. Yeah. I do. Uh, Their chicken sandwich is pretty phenomenal. The spicy chicken. Yummy. And just in case anybody out there doesn't know the difference, if you order the spicy chicken sandwich with no sauce, you don't get the spicy chicken sandwich because... The only difference between the regular and the spicy is the sauce, and yeah. the sp- and that's what makes it spicy. And it's good. The <laughs> spicy sauce is good. <laughs> yeah, it is. I like it. Uh, what else did I get? I got uh, some stuff for my doomsday preppy side. Uh, yeah. Yep. Got some fire starting implements and a small... So I'm coming to your house whenever the end of times come, because oh, I'm dude, just going to say, you've got, you seem to like you're a heck of a lot more prepared. <laughs> I've got MREs. Yeah. Not a lot. Got a couple of MREs. I went and bought a buddy heater. Yeah. I got a kerosene heater. Um, I got wood. Got a fire pit. Yeah. Got all that stuff to build a fire. So. So, uh, so like, okay, when we built the house here, like, mm-hmm. um, we built a storm shelter. It's, you know, underneath the front porch. That's, it's, it's this vault effectively. It's concrete. All the way around, floor, ceiling, walls. Yep, I got that too. So, I think I have decided to um, in that room because right now it's just got stuff from where we built, um, right. just stuff in it. I think I'm going to empty that thing out, and I think that's where my camping gear is going to go, like my Coleman stoves, my tents, sleeping bags, all of that kind of stuff. So that way, if anything ever really does happen and we have to go in there, all of that stuff would be protected with us. Right. So, makes sense. Yeah. I mean, that it just makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So. And then the last thing I wanted to mention that I got, uh, most of that prep stuff I was just talking about and give for Christmas, by the way. Sorry. Yeah, that yeah. may have sounded like that. The fire pit and all that other stuff. I already had all that stuff. <laughs> um, the, uh, but anyway, so, you know, we've done a couple of times now. We've done this thing, the pig that wants to be eaten. It's these little uh, philosophy thought experiments or whatever. And I got the sequel to this book, which is something about a duck. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's from the same author. It's the same premise. It's just another collection of these types of thought experiments. And so I'm looking forward to uh, tearing into that as well. 
Very cool. Very cool. Are we going to yeah. do one of those tonight, maybe? Uh, if we've got time, do we have time? Maybe. Okay, we'll see. Yeah. What else? What else? What kind of stuff did you get for Christmas? <sighs> I didn't get a whole lot for Christmas myself. It was one of those things where we basically bought a lot of stuff for the kid. Uh, myself, I got it. I got a shirt. I got a cool, like Grateful Dead shirt. Actually, got for me. Um, and then um, they got they got, and it was not necessarily for me. But and I, here we go back down the the macabre again. But uh, we got. I actually found an urn for pets. So we've had Abby, our oh, boxer, right. you know, um, she's been gone now for just over five years and we had her cremated whenever she passed. So she's been in the little box that they give you and it was just a little plastic box and with a little bag of and her ashes in it. Right. So we, she found an urn, this beautiful bronze urn that is specifically made for pets, got little paw prints of it. And she, now Abby is in, in her forever place. So it's, it, it was really nice that, that was kind of like, yeah, that was it. And now the, the big thing though, like I said, I didn't get a whole lot myself, but we got a bunch of stuff for the kid and right. of course, ah, the big thing, Penelope got the Barbie dream house with the elevator. It had to have the elevator. Uh-huh. <laughs> so she got the Barbie dream house with the elevator and she has lived in that stinking thing for nice. like since Christmas. She loves it. So I, I, I mean, it was that, that was the big thing for me was seeing her enjoying that. So. Right on. Yeah. So we had our Christmas and one so we're talking about kids' toys. Uh one of the two birthdays is over. The next birthday is Monday, by the way. This coming up Monday. Right. Uh so the younger one for her birthday, she wanted Mario stuff. So I got her two sets and then a couple of add-ons of the Mario Lego. Cool. Have you, have you seen these? Um, I've seen them, but I'm not, not enough to know really about okay. them. Okay, so you can get, I don't know who, I don't know all of the quote unquote playable characters you can get, but I know you can get Mario and Luigi because I have those two. You put batteries in them. Oh, that's cool. And they turn on and the, they light up and they've got little faces that are digital and they've got a little <laughs> screen on their belly and they blink and they smile and all kinds of stuff. They make like these little faces and they have a light that shines out of their feet. Now they come with an outfit. You know, Mario comes with his standard red and blue and Luigi comes with his standard green and blue. Right. But you can buy extra power up outfits like Fire Flower and Cat Bell and Frog Suit and Tanuki Suit and First off, it's funny because you have to take off their regular clothes. And so when you do, they both go like, ooh. <laughs> That's cool. And then you put on their their power-up suits and then it'll go like. Bling, 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 bling. So it's like they've powered up. Yeah. And then That's they awesome. get like a little symbol on their chest. Of whatever the suit is. Yeah. So if you put on like Fire Mario, they get like a little fire flower on their chest. And the sets that they come with have different stuff they've got like uh, a cloud that you can go on and these little gears that you can sit on and you can turn one gear and it spins the other gear and there's like a little teeter-totter thing and there's like a little thing that spins around like the little fire wands yeah and all and there's a, a 
a, a Koopa and a Goomba and Bowser Jr. and Boom Boom. And they've all got barcodes. All that stuff has a little barcode on it. Okay. Well, that little light in their feet has Oh, it a reads camera. the barcode. It reads the barcodes as you're moving them across <laughs> the thing. And so, like, there's a pipe. And you jump in the pipe and it goes like, gloop, 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 gloop. And then it starts a timer and it starts playing like the do 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 That is too cool. And you move him around and like when you when you make them jump, it'll go like doing doing doing. That is so cool. And when you land on the Goomba, it'll go like like land on their heads. Yeah. And it's just it's and if you go on a blue surface like like the watery surfaces mm-hmm. yeah they get like little waves on their chest and they'll start going like <laughs> that's cool dude and if you go on a red surface they'll get little flames on their chest and he'll go <laughs> so, so that is really I, that's awesome. one of the coolest things i've seen in a while so you've got a you have a, a switch right nintendo yeah, switch I, you guys I, have I'll, I don't have a PS5. I got yeah. a Switch, uh, Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So have you seen Mario Kart Live, the home circuit thing? I've seen it. I don't really have any interest in it. But you don't? No. Man, that is one of the coolest things. Like, if you had a big open area or some place where you could... Yeah, but my whole house has carpet. Yeah. And it doesn't go... It doesn't, it doesn't, doesn't do go well. Carpet, no. Okay. Well, I was looking... I was watching a video of it like a few weeks ago and was like, I would almost buy a Switch just for that. Um, it was it really, really cool that, and then I saw him, I think at Walmart and I think that's where I, I saw him. And then I was like, I wonder what this is. So I looked up a video and it was pretty awesome. That's a little radio controlled car and it's got the camera and you can, I mean, it sees. And you from play that it on your switch. Yeah. You, but you're, you're playing an RC car that drives through your actual house. And that, whatever <laughs> obstacles is in your home becomes the track. That is yeah. so, very awesome. It is neat, but yeah, it doesn't like carpet. And yeah. so. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> But anyway, yeah, the Switch Switch is cool. Switch is really cool. Uh, it it honestly is probably my favorite console. Is it? Yeah, yeah. one of uh one of the girls upstairs ended up getting a Switch for Christmas. And, oh, nice. Um, I had to set everything up, you know, and do the the year's worth of whatever. What did the yeah Nintendo Live or whatever? Yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Um, the the amount of games that are available on that was phenomenal. It was really good. Yeah. Like just the downloadable stuff. That yeah, was, if you get if you just pay for the Nintendo Online access like or whatever, thirty bucks or something. It's thirty like bucks that. a year, and you get uh, all, a bunch of NES Classic and SNES uh, Classic games. Yep, for free included with that subscription. Yeah, it was really it was. Yeah, I mean, it was really awesome. Yeah, but we've so. been playing Yoshi's Crafted World, uh, Bowser's Fury, Mario something. Yeah, and we got the new Pokemon Diamond. So, yeah, we've been playing a lot, (laughs) playing a lot of games. Yeah, like I said, I I haven't played played on a console in so long that I don't even know what, I don't even know if my fingers still work that way, but I don't know. It looked really cool, though. It was pretty awesome. So, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's tear into one of these uh, pig that wants to be eaten. All right. 100 experiments for the armchair philosopher. Yeah, and we are going to hit number 73 this time. That was what was pulled up on the random chart, correct, sir? Yep, number 73 is the randomized. Page 217, if you're following along at home. (laughs) Being a bat. 
Do you want to read? Do you want me to? Uh, you can. All right. What is it like to be a bat? Try imagining it. Perhaps you see yourself being very small, bat-shaped, and hanging upside down inside a cave with hundreds of your friends. But that isn't even coming close. What you really seem to be imagining is that you are inhabiting the body of a bat, not, quote, being a bat. Try again. If you're finding it hard, one reason is that, as a bat, you have no language. Or if we are... Or if we are a little more generous, only a primitive language of squeaks and cries. It is not just that you have no public uh, language to articulate your thoughts. You have no inner thoughts, at least not any that employ any logistic concepts. Another reason, perhaps is the hardest of all, is that bats find their way around by echolocation. The squeaks they emit work a little like radar, letting them know that uh, what objects are in the world by how the sound rebounds off objects and back to them. What is it like to experience the world in this way? It could conceivably be the perceptions the bat has are just like our visual ones, but that would be very unlikely. A third reason, even more outlandish, is that the bat sees a kind of radar screen like that in an aeroplane cockpit. No, the most likely explanation is that to perceive the world through echolocation is to have a kind of sense experience totally different from that of a human being. Can you even imagine or begin to imagine that? Hmm. So that's the end of the experiment. And then, yeah. then we go into some explanation. I want to hold off on the explanation. Yeah, I, I, the, for sure. Um, that does bring in some interesting thoughts. Uh one of the one of the biggest things to me is I, I just saw not that long ago uh, a news story, a video story about a guy who was born blind and has taught himself to echolocate using clicks though, doesn't Cl- he? Yeah, but that's yes. what that's what they use to they clicks yeah. they use clicks. Yeah, uh, but yeah, he uses clicks and he can even ride a bicycle. Yeah, through an unknown obstacle course. Like they even tested it. Like they put him in a parking garage and set up obstacles and he rode the bike around the obstacles. Yeah. Uh, pretty phenomenal if you ask me. Absolutely. So I still don't think that would get him anywhere near the experience of being a bat though. No. This is, I mean, I don't want to say extrasensory perception or anything, but they have this, this sense that is n- unlike anything that we have ever experienced. Um, and, you know, th- through the development of that sense, being able to hear something, you know, hear a sound bounce off of an object, even a moving object, like say when they're in flight and they click, you know, or they may squeak and it bounces off of a bug in flight, they're able to pinpoint that. They're able to get pretty stinking close. Mm-hmm. That's That's phenomenal. I mean, that yes. is absolutely phenomenal. Um, I know there are other animals that are out there that uses this, the beluga whale and things like that. They use mm-hmm. the sonar and the echolocation to, to bounce sound off of items. We use sonar in, in our, you know, underwater like uh, submarines and things like that. But yeah. again, these are things that, I mean, like animals have developed. We have developed a technology that mimics this. But to actually experience that ourselves and and to have that intrinsic thought process that goes along with it, that's that's not something that I can even start to imagine. Yeah, see, I don't I don't know how you could imagine 
being something else. Be- exactly. I mean, it's like what they say. It's in that first sentence or paragraph there almost. It's inhabiting. It's yeah. You're thinking about what it would be like for your consciousness to inhabit a bat body, not what it would be like for you to be a bat. Right. And most of the <clears throat> things like even even each other. When we're, t- when we're talking to one another, like I can imagine what it would be like to see through your eyes, but that's still my consciousness in your shell. Well, and we have a similar shared experience, maybe not a, a exact, but we're both people. True. So we have that common background, but to take yourself into the, the, the being of something <laughs> completely alien. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. It's it's it's, hmm. it's so abstract and so far removed from anything that we could really experience that I don't know that I don't know that you could ever really I don't I, I don't know that that thought experiment is something that you could ever really dive into and 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 understand fully. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I think about it, they're right. Like I think about me inhabiting a bat's body, kind of like the sword in the stone. Right. You know. Yeah. When they turn worm. When yeah. Merlin turns himself in worm into a fish and a bird and a squirrel, and it's still them. Right. They're just their form has changed. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It's polymorph. So, yeah. There you go. <laughs> For all the D and D geeks out there, it's all it is is polymorph. <laughs> yeah. But to become, that's different. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how do you how? Because you would have to. Th- First thing that we okay, so let's you would break lose, down. The, you would lose all. Well, that's the thing. Conscious thought. I mean, let's take let's take it. You know, let's take it to the base level. First to be means that you one you lose everything that you have known and whatever their consciousness is. That's what you now have. Right. Do we understand that? No. We know what they do. We can see what instincts drive them. But do we know their thought processes? Not really. No. So that, without having that basic knowledge, there's no way that we could even start to know what it would be to be something else. Well, I know if I was trying to be a bat, probably the first thing I would do would be to poop on my own head. (laughs) Okay. Well, you ever seen the videos of them? Yeah, I mean, they're right. hanging around and they... They hang upside down and they poop upside and, down. Yeah. That is a skill I have not even <laughs> con- contemplated before. <laughs> oh, God. I'm dying over here. I've, I've damn near killed my co-host, ladies and gentlemen. Like, how, oh. how do you poop upside down without pooping on yourself? Oh, you got to be a bat to answer that question. (laughs) Right. I'm just saying I would probably immediately crap in my own hair. Yeah, I don't know. It's crazy. Like like that, just, (laughs) I don't know. And then flight. The second thing that I would do would be fall to my death because... Yeah. Figuring out the the logistics of the wings and at what angles and and where to push and when to push and you, you know, being the only mammal that can fly, <laughs> yeah, you can't. It's not like you got a lot of places to turn for advice. That's right. <laughs> um, yeah, there's there are so many things that now again, th- these are things that if we were a bat, they may be instinctual. 
They may just be those things that it's not a learned skill. It's just what they do. So if you were a bat, though, could you think about being a bat? See, that's the problem for me is like once you become the bat, you lose all possibilities for thought. Yeah, you're because, well, yes or no. Yes and no. Because, again, does a bat go out and hunt at night because it's hungry? Does it know that it's hungry or is yeah, it just something it that it does? Hungry. Yeah, I mean, animals know when they're hungry. But I'm just saying that do they it's go, okay. oh, well, you know what? I, my belly's empty. I need to go and find something. Or do they just go, this is what we do at night. And it's 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 instinctual. You know what I'm saying? That, that instinctual yeah. base yeah. level of consciousness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's like a thought-driven process. I think it's just like, oh, yeah. Oh. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a deep thought driven process, but I think it's just more, I think most animals and I won't say all animals, but so when you get down to like a bat level, it's going to be more of a, uh, less of a thought driven process and more of a stimulus response process. A need driven process. I need this to make this go away. Right. Yeah. Like, like if you want to say something like an orangutan or a dolphin, right? You know, I, I could see maybe some thought going in because, like, some of the, like, why you watch them animals, man? Some of them are they're you they, know orang, orangutans have learned to use tools, yes, to to do daily tasks, yeah, and then they will teach other orangutans to use those tools. That's intelligence to me, yes. But something like a a bat. You don't often, I guess, anyway, see them demonstrating like obvious signs of intelligence. So if you're going to be a bat, how do you, you just become a stimulus response machine. You're not, you don't think. Right. I mean, you're, so then, you're absolutely so then, right. So then how do you. You know, how would you put yourself in the mindset of a bat? There is no mindset. You just, I need to poop. I poop. I'm hungry. I eat. I'm thirsty. I drink. Like yeah. it's just stimulus. The response. sun's coming up. I'm going back to, to sleep. The sun's going down. I'm coming out. Right. Yeah. That's I, don't, just, I, don't I mean, it's just that simple. I think. I don't see how. Yeah. I don't see how you be in the mind of a bat. Yeah. Okay. So let's 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 look at some of the stuff here. That they say, I'll, I'll, I'll take over here for about this next, uh, most of this page here. Okay. So, uh, um, yeah. By the way, just if anybody is curious, this uh, this little thought experiment was cooked up by Thomas Nagel and first published, or sorry, republished in Moral, Mortal Questions by Cambridge University Press in 1979. Um so the invitation to imagine the perceptual world of a bat was first made famous in a paper by American philosopher Thomas Nagel called What Is It Like to Be a Bat? The difficulty, if not impossibility, of giving an answer is supposed to reflect an intractable problem in the philosophy of the mind. The scientific study of the mind is really still, if not in its infancy, then certainly prepubescent. In many ways, we now understand a great deal. In particular, there is no doubt that the mind depends upon a functioning brain and we have come a long way in mapping the brain, identifying which regions are responsible for which functions of the mind. But despite this, something called the mind-body problem still remains. 
That is to say, we know there is some kind of very intimate relation between the mind and the brain, but it still seems mysterious how something physical such as the brain can give rise to the subjective experiences of minds. Nagel's bat helps to crystallize the problem. We could come to understand completely how the bat's brain works and how it perceives through echolocation. But this complete physical and neural explanation would still leave us with no idea of what it feels like to be a bat. Thus, in an important sense, we would be unable to enter the mind of the bat, even though we understood everything about how its brain worked. But how can this be if the minds depend on nothing more for their existence than functioning brains? So, yeah. And that kind of fits with what we were saying. I mean, really. Yeah. I mean, there's more there if you want to continue. Yeah, I, mean, I, I need to. I mean, I've, yeah. So to put it in another way, <clears throat> minds are distinguished by the first person perspective they have in, they have on the world. Every conscious creature perceives the world from the point of view of some I, whether it has the concept of itself or not. But the physical world is characterized in purely third person terms. Everything in its in it is a he, she, or it. That is why a description of a brain and how it works can be complete, because it includes everything that can be captured by a third-person point of view, yet leave out what seems to be the most crucial to experience, the first-person perspective. What does all this show? Is it that the mind will always elude a scientific explanation because the points of view of consciousness and science are totally different? Or is it that we just haven't yet devised a framework for understanding the world the world scientifically that captures both first and third-person points of view? Or is it that the mind simply isn't part of the physical world at all? The first part possibility seems prematurely pessimistic. The second leaves us hoping for a way forward we cannot even begin to comprehend. And the third seems to fly in the face of all we know about the close connection of mind and brain. Finding a way forward seems to be as difficult as thinking your way into the mind of a bat. Okay, now see, given those three explanations before you explained each explanation, I was initially drawn to the third explanation. That mind is actually not part of the conscious world. Right. Mind is a a perception. It is a abstract right. way of perceiving the world. Yeah. Yeah. I feel more that about it. Like, um, the brain is the organ, but your mind is your thoughts and your thoughts don't really exist. Not on a They're, physical plane. Right, right. Not physically. They don't exist. Yes. It's just a. It is. It's consciousness. Yeah. So I, I would have, I would have initially gone more for that. Yeah. And uh, I think that's, that's almost started a couple of arguments before when I say stuff like that, but uh, not with you, but with people, uh, you know, somebody, you know, what, what's real? Yeah. What's, what's reality? Reality well, is simply what we perceive. It, right. And I said that to somebody and it almost started to fight <laughs> and they were like, no, there is reality and there's not reality. And I'm like, no, reality is just your perception. Yeah. Everything because, around us is just simply how we perceive the physical world. Because I might be having a psychotic break. But if I see a person standing there talking to me and I'm talking to them, they're real. They're real to you. They're to Yeah, exactly. To me, they're real. 
Whether they exist to anyone else or not, to me, that's a real person. And I'm really speaking to that person. And it is real. Yep. And that makes it real. Yep. It, now, it may not be whether, real to you. Whether physically they are there or not. But that, again, is that line between consciousness and physical presence. Right. But that's, but I mean, we're talking about, you know, reality and reality. But I said the exact same thing you just said is that reality is perception. And it didn't go over well. (laughs) But that's what I think. I mean, I really, I really feel that, that, that reality is nothing more than perception. And that's why I think it's hard. I think that's why I think it's so hard for people to get along sometimes with these things because, like, if COVID's real and it kills people, to me, and to you, it's fake and it doesn't even exist, we have two completely different realities. We do. And at some point, one reality will outweigh the other. Because either, A, well, well, it's so, going to be killing enough people that it's... I don't think it will. I don't think it ever will for some people. Like, I know I'm, I'm not going to pull any names into this, but if I was just speaking to a friend of mine a couple of days ago and that friend was talking about one of their friends and their friend had gone on this 15, 20 minute rant about how COVID was all made up. It was fake that the CDC could, was starting to lose track of its own records and they were letting it slip that most of the deaths weren't even related to COVID. They were caused by underlying conditions and how it was just the Democrats using it to try to grab power away from the people and make a bigger government. And then at the end of that story, they went on to say, my friend went on to say, Oh, cool. Cause he, he totally, it's just like, you're, you're insane. (laughs) But he's like, Oh, cool. Okay. Well, you want to come over and hang out this weekend? And his friend says, oh, no, I can't. I got to go to my cousin's funeral. She died of COVID. See? And didn't even didn't, didn't, didn't even register. skip a beat. Nope. <laughs> that's, his, that's crazy. His logic circuits didn't even register the... the. There was no synaptical gap there. The, <laughs> it was just well, like... I was going to say, the, I can't think... Of, what's the word? The word where two things of opposite exist at the same time that the um, paradox the paradox his brain thank you yes his brain didn't even register the paradox that had just occurred yeah i mean that's true and so i don't i don't know that it ever will become yeah you're but, right but what, but what won't. but to me what you're talking about is is something another discussion i've had uh, before god see eh, we won't get right into a, we won't get into but it, this it's up. it's getting into another discussion i've had before where um, it's, it's society defines normal and acceptable and oh yeah, all of these things. It's, it's not, it's not, it's not a hundred percent agreement, but see, that's, that's kind of what you're talking about is like, everything uh, is gray. Everything is gray. But if enough people in society agree that a certain thing has to be this way, then that's the way it's going to be because the majority rules. Right. And so that's kind of that to me, that's kind of what you're talking about, but I don't know that it could ever get there because there's these people. There's that, the outliers that no matter, yeah. no matter what they, the, these are the people that the, deal these in are absolutes. The, these are the people that could be in the hospital dying of COVID 
and they'll tell you that it's not COVID. It's not real. Yeah. That COVID's faked. It's it's a hyped up flu and there's nothing serious about it. Yeah. I mean, but they're those are those people. And yeah. I don't think we can ever get to the point where it's it's gonna be I don't know. It's the, it, the, this is something we've talked about on the podcast too, and I always struggle with how to say it, with how to reach. You can't, you can't disagree with anybody anymore. Like you can't have a, a casual disagreement with somebody. There is no civil discourse anymore. Right. It's either you agree a hundred percent with everything I say, or you're a complete tool bag. It is one hundred percent polarization. Right. It's just, yeah, it, and it, I don't and get it's, it. It's sides. People have dug in to these, to their sides. And you're right. It's, it's not only is it, is it, it's, it's fracturing society. Not, not just that, but it's destroying the people that have dug in. Yeah. Because the people that are still pliable are becoming fewer and fewer. Right. And it's scary. And it's I don't it's, I don't get it. I don't I don't either. I don't I don't either. And and I may be dug in in that that um to the point where I go I just don't understand how those people on both sides think. Both sides. Yeah. Because I don't see how you get dug into that point. I I can't I can't physically wrap my head or I can't mentally wrap my head around those extremes. There has to be, there has to be, you know, a, a way of, of looking at something or looking at a situation and deciphering and deciding rather than just, this is the way it is. I yeah. don't know. I'm, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm, I don't know. And but see, I agree with what you're saying, but the problem, <laughs> there's just so many problems. The problem with talking like that is what you're basically saying is you have to use critical thinking and analyze the data and come to the best logical conclusion. That's typically the scientific process, right? Well, yeah. <laughs> the problem is these, you know, you get these same people that are saying like, well, do your own research. Well, they don't, they don't do research. They, they seek out. They seek they reinforcement seek, of their opinion. They seek out conclusions that reinforce their preconceived opinions yeah. and call that proof. Yeah, you're right. And and they go, no, 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 I did my own research. No, you Googled proof that COVID is fake. That's not research. That's a, you, you. Your query is already biased. Yeah. I mean, like, like it, <sighs> you're right again. And it's just it's 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 an echo chamber. It, it, people have put themselves in echo chambers and they want to hear reinforcement of what they believe and that's that's part of that polarization they right. they are i mean like i say both sides it doesn't matter who, which, which direction you lean if if you are if you believe something you're going to go out and seek support for your belief so that way you can convince see, your neighbor that you are correct i don't i don't and that's maybe, what they do. That's what people do. Maybe I'm stupid. Maybe I'm weird. But I don't. If I have an opinion, I will try to find something that 
proves me wrong. See, that's but that's part of critical thinking and part of that. And if if I can find something that convinces me that I'm wrong, you adjust then, course and move forward. Exactly. Then I'm oh okay, but I don't look for proof that I'm right. Because you're, you're, if you, like, okay, you want to know the, the difference though? Here, here's the difference. The difference between doing what you're talking about, where you look at, at, at information, you analyze information, you add information to what you previously knew, it alters what you knew and you reevaluate and you move forward. That's not an easy task. That is, no. it takes work. Yeah, it, it takes, does. it takes, it takes not just, uh, I mean, it's, it's mental work. Yeah. It's, and it's heavy lifting for a lot of people. And there's not a lot of people out there that are engaged enough, are, that have the will. People are lazy. Some of them. All of us. I'm lazy. But, yeah. But I mean, we're talking like phenomenally. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it, yeah. To, to disprove something or to find, you know, proof, it, it, it's, it's, there's, there's a burden and it's on you to, and, yeah. and people don't, people don't look at themselves critically. That's, that's a thing. It's, right. it's not, it's, 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 yeah, it's self-preservation. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but in the vein of hard work and mental adaptiveness and all this other stuff, something else I just want to talk about for a second. Uh, our new sponsor. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, we got a sponsor. What? <laughs> no, uh, is, it, is it merch masala? Do we yeah. get free Indian food? <laughs> oh, would that be great? <laughs> that would be nice. No, so it's something I picked up and I was talking to you about before the podcast. Um, I, I have decided to go ahead and pay for an app that will help. Hopefully. They got a lot of, it's, it's a very broad app. They have a lot of stuff, but I'm hoping to take out of it. I want to learn meditation. Yes. Uh, and how to deal with anxiety and how to be more mindful, more present. Yeah. So those are the three of the things that I want to focus on. And they have a lot of other stuff. They have stuff to help you sleep. If you have trouble sleeping, they have, you know, things that you, it's, they have, stuff you can listen to to help you fall asleep. They have programs that you can listen to that kind of teach you things about what to do at bedtime to prepare yourself for sleep better so that you're more ready to sleep. They, you know, and all those stuff like meditation, they have stuff that walks you through step by step. I don't, I don't cause I don't know. Right. How do you meditate? I so used they, to do some meditation years ago, back whenever so, I was like a teenager, late teens, early twenties. But it's been that long ago. Right. Well, I mean, they have step-by-step instruction. Like, this is how you meditate. Yeah. And it walks you through it. And they have stuff for, like I said, anxiety. Like, they have strategies to help you deal with anxiety and all this different stuff. And so I'm really actually kind of excited. So that's one of my big things. I, and and I'm doing it here, recording it, because this is one of my goals for the year. So this not, is, you're putting it out there. So that way. Right. Yeah, you're sending out those vibes. I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm stating it here on the record that that's one of my goals for this year is to learn how to meditate, practice meditation, and 
hopefully learn some other stuff to help me deal with anxiety and to be a more present and mindful person. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, it's not an easy task. Because we've gone through Thanksgiving, Christmas, and now we just passed New Year's. So that's, I'm not going to say it's my resolution for the year, but that's one of my primary goals for this year is to learn those things, to acquire those skills. Awesome. If I, any, if any way I can help, let me know. Well, I'll have to learn (laughs) what I need to do first and then we'll see. Okay. (laughs) But I just wanted to set that out there. Uh, Do you got anything that you want to put on the record or no? You don't have to. I know you're on the spot with uh, well, that because we didn't no, talk about it. Right? Uh, we didn't talk about it. Um, so since I was quarantined, since I spent a lot of time down here, right. um, I've picked up the guitar more. Right on. And I've always, I mean, I enjoy playing and I, and things like that, but I've it's always just been pick it up, pick around a little while, set it down. I've never actually gone into like the the how do you get from one point to the other and like getting better at playing. And that's one thing that I've really been doing over the last few weeks is, is I have been sitting down with, you know, various programs, um, watching people and learning. And that's, that's what I'm going to do this year. I really want to focus on, on, on getting better. I mean, I, like I say, I I love to play. It's something I enjoy and I want to be good at it. I want to be good enough at it that I can say I'm proficient. I don't feel like I'm proficient. I feel like I chop around a lot, but but I I want to be able to say, yeah, I could, yeah. If if someone said, Hey, you want to come and play music? I want to feel like I I would be good enough to go and say, yeah, I don't care what kind of music you're playing. I can probably fill a niche somewhere. Well, if you chop around, then I must put on mittens and smack it with a rubber mallet. <laughs> no, because <laughs> you're way better than me. Uh, no, I appreciate that, but no, I, I feel like I'm, like I said, I know a few chords. <laughs> right. Now. Well, I want to say there's one thing that you've been doing. I thought you might talk about it, uh, but I'll just plug it. Uh, the 365 photo challenge. I thought that was really cool. Oh, and I've been enjoying that. That so. was just something that was just random too. I was like, you know, that I'd never even know what a I didn't know it was a challenge. But well, it was, it's 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 something a lot of photographers will do when they are like you're talking about with the guitar. Yeah, a lot of photographers will do that in a vein to push themselves to learn and grow as a photographer. Ah, is to do a, a daily photo shoot and and learn new techniques, learn new. Uh, editing methods, learn new, you know, it's not just take a picture every day. It's learn something from those, from those pictures. See, I, I'll tell you where I got it, where I saw it originally or initially was uh, one of my favorite artists, Dave Gilmore. His wife um, is a phenomenal, she's a a photographer. She's a poet, a writer. She's a songwriter. She does a little of everything. Um, And, um, that was something that they did. I think there's, I think hers was called something in my eye. Um, and she did like one photo per day for a year. And I would catch like one every now and then, right. and it would have like a number out of three sixty five. And I was like, Is she doing this like a, a, a everyday thing. And then like, I kind of looked back and I was like, dang, there's a lot of pictures and they're really good. So first of the year, I was like, you know, I think I'll give that a try. Right on. 
So, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been enjoying it. I gotta say. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Right on. Well, I think that's a good place to wrap it up, man. We're at least caught up with the holidays. Uh, yeah. We, oh, we didn't say anything about MLK. Um, no, but I did see that uh, Harriet Tubman, is it Harriet Tubman is going to be the first lady on a U.S. coin? Not lady. African-American. Yeah. Second to we is. Oh, yeah. yeah. First, yes. Like. First African-American yeah. lady on to, going to be on a, on a uh, coin. Yes. And I did see that the other day. So that was awesome. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Second way I was on there. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, let's wrap this thing up. So facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash two minds podcast. If you want to look for us on Facebook, drop us a, drop us a note and yeah, like anybody will let us know what, <laughs> uh, what your goals for 2022 are. Yeah. Yeah. Put them out there. So that way we can like, you know, we'll, we'll, check back we'll encourage you. <laughs> I promise you this. If anybody posts it on our Facebook or Twitter page or sends us an email with it, I will check back in with you in December at some point in December and see how you're doing on your goals. That's awesome. Do it, do it, do it. All right. You can find us on Spotify. Look for specifically Jeremy Ham or Jason Claywell. Make sure you put quotes around those. Um, Or two minds dot, um, I'm sorry, two minds podcast. I think you can look for us that way as well, but you, to really find us, it's the names, Jeremy Ham or Jason Claywell with the quotes around them. Yeah. Yep, you can find all of our episodes because uh, we're still paying for it uh, on our hosting site, Podbean. That's twominds.podbean.com. And you can shoot us a tweet at Two Minds Podcast. Yeah. I've not looked at Twitter in like forever. I check it. We don't get a lot. I don't hits, see. I, so. I think it was because it was so political there for a while. The Twitter thing was. And I just like was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Oh, I just don't Twitter. So, <laughs> but if you do send us a tweet, it will get seen by one of the two of us. <laughs> so, oh yeah, I check it. I just don't. I don't interact much. Oh, you know what? I liked this episode of just got kind of hanging out and just chatting. This felt good. It, like, like no pressure. Just kind of just talking. I liked it. <laughs> yeah, I do. Uh, yeah, for sure. I I enjoy.